Hey, everybody, and welcome here to an all-new episode of Two Mics, No Filter. Two Mics, No Filter coming to you with Andrea Smith, my co-host, Picture in Picture, myself, Dan Tortora, a.k.a. DT, here with you on YouTube.com backslash at Two Mics, No Filter, and, of course, on your podcasting platforms like Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podbean, and more by searching Two Mics, No Filter, and on your social media on Instagram and Facebook, at two mics, no filter. So we appreciate you being here. Andrea, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. And uh, I know we had some things that uh, we said on the last show when we were discussing Scandival and uh, yeah. coming off of the ending of the three-part reunion series and all that with Vanderpump Rules, that we were going to jump into some questions that people had when we posed, you know, what do y'all think about dating in 2023 what's going on and we got a lot of the same things so i'm going to open it up to to you kind of where you want to start because we got three of like the same we got why are people so crazy we got why are people hung up on their exes or still talk to them and then the other thing was why can't people commit so that's and then what i've and then i've heard some things that i'll kind of add in as we go throughout the show but where would you like to go if if our three main have been exes, more than one person where they can't commit, and then the other thing being, you know, just honestly, a lot of people saying, why aren't people like normal in their opinion? Where would you like to go? Where would you like to start? I think they could all be tied together. Yes. <laughs> some people out there that probably have all three in one scenario. Um, let's do the non-commit thing because I do have a thought on that. Yeah, I don't know mm -hmm. if you want me to jump into my thought or not, yeah. but I uh, I think people can't commit because you're not the one. You know what I mean? Like, I know that, like, that sounds horrible to say that. And I know that it hurts and stings, but yeah. I think like, the sooner people can come to a real, I'm like, I'm reading this book. Well, not reading this book. I'm listening to this book on audiobook. I had been about um, in the past about it was called Mr. Unavailable and the Fallback Girl. And yeah. it could be male or female. It doesn't mean it's just that's the title with the girl being the fallback. But it basically is like there's always going to be people that you could fall back on. Right. Like this is great. This is a good situation. This is fun. This is whatever. You know, we get along, blah, blah, blah. But like if you really met that one that made you really want to commit, you would, whether you're male or female. Like and yeah. I think I would be I'd be interested to know if it was primarily women asking that question, because I do Was. think, OK, I do think in society like women want to be chosen. Right. And like it's everything is left up to the male decision maker of are you going to marry this girl? Are you going to ask her to marry you? Right. So then like you get in these long term relationships where like a man is just hanging out, like just not asking. And it's like the reality is if she was the one he probably would have asked already right yeah and why would you want somebody who's non-committal you know I, I i see that with people all the time and it's really hard when you know you're a single guy and yeah. you want to you know do right by women there's a certain way that i was raised you know i was taught to wash dishes when i couldn't even see over the the sink and so like 10 years old, teaching me to wash dishes, my mom, you know, wanted me to know how to cook, you know, always told me my mom, my grandmothers, you know, don't leave things on the floor for your girlfriend to pick up. Don't leave dirty underwear on the floor. Don't leave pots in the sink. And, you know, don't expect 
things like actually give and take. So my mom taught me how to take care of a house. And now, you know, seven and a half years of being in a home and, and people that have watched the list of the show know that I was married four and four years ago, five, four or five years ago. Um, it'll be five years. And so I spent the majority of the time in this house by myself. And I was taught such a long time ago how to take care of it, which is why I don't really think about it now. You just do it. And I hear stories from women, which it gets hard for me because I want to give the world to somebody. And then I hear these women talk to me and go, well, you know, <laughs> he's great, but we dated for eight years and he hasn't asked me or we dated for three years. or He said this or he said that or he want. I don't know if he. I'm three years in. I don't know if he wants kids. I'm five years in and I don't know if he would move for me. And I'm I'm sitting here like, why would you waste so many trips around the sun for that? You know, I agree. I And I see couples like I've seen friends like this in the past. You know, obviously, you know, I'm married now and most of my friends are. But I, I can remember or I can see I know people who were in situations, long term relationships. And eventually, you know, it did. They, they broke up. Let's just say they broke up eventually um but it, it yeah i mean you're wasting so much of your life thinking that you could change somebody into what you want them to be and the reality is your significant other could just be really comfortable you know what i mean like and i it's like i know that again i know that it sucks to say that but look we've all been there i mean we've all been in situations where you know, deep down, we probably knew that it wasn't going to last or it wasn't going to go to that next level, or maybe they wouldn't fully commit to you. Maybe, you know, even if it's newly dating and you want to make that person your boyfriend or your girlfriend, and you know, you're just dating or whatever, like it, if a man wants to be with you, he will snatch you up. Yeah. Or a woman. And I mean, again, not to put it all on men, but men are chasers in that form. Like no man is going to let a woman go if he really wants to be with her. But yet women, because they want to be chosen so bad, I think it's like that whole, I know you love Disney, but I do think Disney scarred a lot of people into believing what relationships should be like. You know what I mean? Because the fairy tale side of it, you just want to be picked by the prince. You want to yeah. be picked. Well, and, and I think, I think, you know, something that, that I've looked at in this whole, you know, will they, won't they is, you know, I'm 37 and <clears throat> I don't regret getting married because if I didn't get married, I wouldn't have had Lily, you know, I mean, and so if, if I got nothing out of it, except for that trip to Buffalo to get Lily, it was worth it. You know, I got my house and I definitely learned a lot of things. I learned how to, you know, balance my work with, with being at home, I learned to eat at the dinner table more, or take a break for dinner. So I learned a lot of things from it. You know, I think it's important that even if you're in a bad relationship where somebody is not maybe like doing everything you would, not, not holding their weight or not meeting you halfway, you could still learn to be a better person because nobody's perfect. So in really bad relationships, you can be better. In really good relationships, you can be better. And I think when you talk about settling, like you might, you might realize that in a relationship, this woman or this man doesn't expect, you know, like, I think I should be doing all these things, but I can get away with all this. So I'm going to kind of mail it in half the time. And then I think in, on the other side of it is you, you can, you can rest on your laurels of, well, this person cheated on me. So let's chalk it up to cheating. And I didn't do anything wrong where, you know, I think there's a couple points and one of them that I think is important to make clear is 
you know, we, we talked about it before. I chose comedy, you know, in relationships, you can choose for the tidal wave to take you over and suffocate you, or you can find the learning, the lessons in it. And I think in finding the lessons and in healing, I also found comedy. And I think it's, I think it's really important for people to know, uh, men or women to know that as much as I joke about my past relationships, they were painful, they were hard, they weren't easy. And sometimes I had to say, I don't want to be in the relationship, which, you know, Andrea's alluded to how difficult that is for a man and that we, you know, we really honestly don't want to do it. I remember telling a girl to her face that she was fantastic. She just wasn't the girl for me. And I remember looking her in the eye. Thinking, her a favor. Let me just say that. Let me jump in and say that. Like you saying that to this girl, that she was fantastic and she is a great girl. She's got all these great qualities, but she's just not the girl for you. You did her a favor because so many people aren't saying that male or female. And that's how they're ending up in these comfortable situations, wasting yeah. their life away, waiting on somebody to pick them. And now, and now, you know, it's like, I look at her life and, you know, she's a mother of two and I see her smiling and I'll shoot her a message and be like, you know, I'm so happy for you. I'm like, I'm happy that things are working out because I was in a place where a lot of people are in, like we've talked about today, where people take advantage. I knew if I stayed with this girl, she would have given me the world. She, she, you know, money was no issue. She paid for everything. We would have traveled everywhere. We would have had an amazing life, but I didn't love her like that. And I didn't feel like it was right for me to take all these things from a woman that I that I knew was not my person. And I remember looking her in her in the eye, telling her it in a doorway. And I'm like, oh my God, is she gonna stab me? Like I just it was just that feeling of like the way she's looking at me, because there's nothing you could say. And so there's that side of it. And then the that's other thing. That's so relatable though. Like, let me just say this. Like, that's yeah. so relatable though, because like for me. I had uh, an ex in my like distant past that was kind of like that, like, and, and he would have had a great life. Like I was always a go-getter. I always had the money and I had always had those things. And like, you know, hearing you say how you felt in that moment, like you would have had this great life. Like you would have had all these great things, but like, she just wasn't the girl for you. Like it is somewhat therapeutic for people because you always think to yourself, like, why wasn't I enough? you know, right. in that situation, like you would have given that person the world, but it, you, you just weren't the right. And, and the reality is to your point earlier, and the same thing my book was saying is that in, in the end, if somebody's going to say that to you, you're not the right one for you. Like, that's great because why would you want to be with somebody that you believe they're the right one for you, but you're not the right one for them? Like, it's not mutual. Like, why would you want to put yourself in that when you could be loved tremendously by somebody who thinks you're hung, you hung the moon? Well, you know? that's the fear is right. the fear is if I'm with this person and I might not be their person, but they're my person. Yeah. You know, at least I have them. But if I let go of this person who's not going to give me everything I deserve, then the alternative is, yeah, I can find this tremendous love or I could find this tremendous hollowness because I don't want to be alone. And so We've talked about relationships, you know, pretty much every episode and I reflect and, and I look back on things and I told one of my buddies a couple of years ago, I said, you know, I finally realized why I'm usually broken up with and I'm not breaking up with people. And I said, I finally got it. And I don't know what made me get it, but we were sitting at a restaurant and I was sitting in a booth and I go, I finally figured it out. 
I don't want to hurt people even when they hurt me. So I stay with all these women where I have all these crazy stories, but I, I wouldn't have necessarily gotten to those moments if I had listened to myself three months in and been like, Hey, something's off, something's weird. Something's not working out. So, you know, like I said, I, I choose comedy and I laugh a lot about the relationships I've been in, but it's never in a disrespectful manner to women. And I've watched female comedians too. And, and I, and there's some that I absolutely love watching. I think, I think the biggest thing in comedy is some people may feel attacked, which is why I don't give names because I don't, because uh, the reason to tell the stories is twofold. It's therapeutic and well, it's threefold. It's therapeutic. Laughter is the best medicine. And the third thing is I want to show people that they can get out of whatever they're in and they don't have to commit suicide and they don't have to settle and they don't have to feel obliterated by, by life. So my comedy, comedy like most, uh, comes from a place where it was painful and I found a way to make it light and happy. But I would like, you know, if an ex-girlfriend or anybody ever watched this, I want them to know, like, I want the best for them. And if they were bleeding in a ditch somewhere, I would go help them. I mean, people that treated me poorly, it doesn't change who I am as a person. And, you know, as a human being, if my ex-wife needed me, it like really did, I would be there for her. And yeah, I joke about things. And like I said, my comedy is meant to help and it has a purpose and a rhyme and a reason, but there's nothing malicious about it. And, and because I, I learned something from all those women and as bad as some of those situations can be without those women being in my life, you know, where would I, you know, I wouldn't have any of this material, number one. And, and, and I think it, you know, it, it helps you get to know yourself and something that, you know, Andrea brought up to me before, which is not a bad thing. Cause I think a lot of us have it, but I have up until very recently been a savior. I've had the, a savior complex of, I can fix her. I can be the one that takes her, you know, into this better part of her life and I'm going to help her treat herself better. And then she's going to treat me better. And it's always in an effort to not just help me, it's to help us. But I've realized that I don't want to date projects anymore. I want I want to date somebody who knows who the heck they are. So right. my comedy comes from, from pain. But, you know, I would hope if I ever ran into those women again, that they would know I don't use your name because I never want to hurt you. And no matter what you've done to me, I don't wish bad on you. So if you hear my comedy someday and you're offended, please understand that I still pray for those girls every day. And I learned from them. Well, but at I, one point you did love them. You know what I mean? Like I think I did, that, or else I wouldn't have put up with the crap. Right. Right. Like, I mean, I think that it's really like anytime somebody said to me, like my husband jokes with me all the time that I'm still friends with all my exes. And I am because at one point, like I loved them very much. I cared about them. Like we were friends, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's, I always look at it like, why can't you be happy for people that have passed through your life? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't mean you're still connected to them. Right. And when I say friends, I'm not, it's not like I'm like calling them every day or anything. It's not like that, but I'm just saying, you know, still happy for them or whatever. And it's, I, I mean, I would think that in most cases, like people, if somebody from your past, even if they hurt you, called you in dire need of something, I would think most people 
would stop at nothing to help that person. You know what I mean? If they really, really needed it or emergency situation, whatever. I think that that's just human nature. You don't want anyone to be you cared about at one point. Cause at one, at some point it takes you back in a moment of like how you originally felt like you don't want anything bad to happen to them, you know? But I think like, listen, you're not using names like, duh, obviously you're not going to use names. That's rude. You know, people, if, if anybody expected you to use names, like, Hey, damn, tell us who that's really about. Like <laughs> yeah. what? Who no. cares? You don't know them. Who cares? No. You know, it's like, and the, thing, and the thing is, is I would never want to affect their, I always treat people the way they want to treat me. So people say, you know, how can you make these jokes and go into like, you know, you go into sexual areas or you're going to like the nitty gritty of a relationship. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, comedy comes from real good. Comedy comes from life, real and, life experiences, but I don't use their names because I've made mistakes and I would never want somebody to go, Oh, Dan, Totora, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I think in my comedy about, it's not about them. It could have been yeah. anybody. I mean, they could have been Jill, Samantha, <laughs> Patricia, yeah. Delora. I mean, literally any name in the book, it's, it's more of the story of this is what I went through and this is what happened. And I mean, have I seen a lot of it? Yeah. When my friends tell you, like, you've seen more than your fair share of of like some tough stuff and some crazy stuff yeah but at the same time you know for whatever reason god believed i could take it and i have and i think the hard thing when we ask this question of like what are you all struggling with in relationships is that you know at 37 years old i'm struggling with it with a world that's different you know i'm struggling with with hearing from so many women oh i like the bad boy i like the project i like this and it's like why? Like, I'm not going to give you that. I'm not going to like be some guy with dirty socks who right. like tells you I want sex and disrespects you and doesn't cook and doesn't clean. And is just like aloof and flirts with your best friend just so you can. And I don't answer your text messages. So you can think I want you more. like, I, I can't be a dick because I wasn't raised that way. And I believe in God. And those are really the only two reasons I need. But I mean, I just, I don't believe in disrespecting a woman. So she'll chase me. I don't like it. Yeah. I think that, I think that this world is so corrupt. Well, I can't say this world. I'll say Americans. Americans are so corrupt in that what they believe dating should be. You have some people who are still very much living by like that book in the nineties called the rules, which is like literally what you just said. It's just, you know, don't text him. He'll text you. Don't do this. He'll want you like whatever. There are all these self-help book, this books that women read that just, it's just such a, it's so, it's such a joke because deep down, I think everybody wants the same thing to be loved. Right. But then there's all these games going on of like how to get the guy, you know, uh, what men never do, like all these dumb things. And it's like, just be real with people. Just say, I mean, it's almost like like from the dates that you've told me about recently, like with the online stuff. I also think that, too, there's this big um, a desire for women to prove themselves in this day and age that probably didn't exist in the fifties and sixties. You know what I mean? Like there's this whole independent woman thing. And listen, yeah. I'm an independent woman by all, uh, all accounts. You know, I always have been very career oriented, very do what I want to do, chase yeah. after me, 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 whatever. So I am that person, but I don't feel like if I was in the dating world that I would show up with these lists of like what I had to have to make a man no. be 
everything I ever wanted him to be. It's like, well, what do I almost want to say to these girls, if I could be a fly on the wall, what do you bring to the table? Like, if you've got your nice list, what are you bringing to the table? Right. You know but what they, I mean? Because like, it's like, it's like a holier than thou complex. It's like these women are showing up to these dates, like to your point about the one time we've conversated about like, you should be lucky or whatever. Like, I think that woman was joking. However, the point of the matter, I think it's more so that like, in general, that's the consensus yeah. is that men are lucky to be on dates with women. And it's like that. Yeah. I know a lot of guys who get any girl, you know what I mean? Like sometimes well, girls, you're the lucky one. Well, and, and that's, and that's the thing is it's like, you know, we were talking about this. I was talking with a friend of mine uh, last week and, and he said, he goes, you're not attracting crazy people. He said, you have qualities that women in general, like he, when we were talking, he goes, you're attractive, you're successful, you own your own business, you're funny, you have a lot of things going for you, you're charismatic, you can talk to anybody, you can light up a room, you have qualities that women like, and these women that maybe are coming off of a bad boy are going, well, I like that guy. He's not going to cheat on me. He's not going to lie to me. He's good looking. He's funny. And I feel safe with him. So he goes, you're not attracting crazy. You're attractive to people. And when you're attractive to people, women that are crazy, they want the same things that the non-crazy women want. They want to be loved and held and appreciated and this and that. And nobody's going to walk up to you and say, I'm crazy. So, you know, I think wow. my thing is I've weeded it out a lot quicker and in the, in the dating app world, to be completely honest, it is the reason why I'm on them and off of them. So much. I'm like, I'm like flowers in Syracuse. They open up, they bloom and then they die and they bloom and then they die. Cause it's like winter and then it's spring. The reason why I'm on and off apps so much is not because I'm fickle. It's because women lie from the giddy up on the apps and and I'm and I'm sure men do as well but from my perspective I have learned to weed out the women how they lie and so if you're on a profile there's a certain app where there's like certain things within the profile if they don't say if they have children or don't have children if they leave that blank so it's invisible they have children and if they leave the weed thing out, if it says, yes, I drink sometimes, I don't do drugs and I don't smoke. If they, if you don't see the weed plant logo, they smoke weed. And, and so what I've learned about women on the dating apps is they don't think it's lying because they're not saying they just withhold. And so if they don't put anything in, in a certain topic, like if they don't put the children, they have children. If they don't put weed, they smoke weed. And I talked to one girl recently, it was one conversation. And within the first two minutes, she, I realized she had withheld. She's like, Hey, how you doing? Da, da, da. Oh, I'm just dealing with my daughters right now. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you didn't have anything about kids on your profile. And she just threw it out there like nothing. And then she threw out that she smoked weed. And obviously that was not on the thing. And then she says to me, well, I don't even know what my sexuality is. And and, uh, you know, I've had a lot of men control me, which has made me feel like, you know, I don't know what my sexuality is. I have ADHD, I have this, I have that. And I'm sitting on the other end of the phone, taking it all in, and I'm writing it down on a sheet of paper to call one of my brothers after the conversation and go, dude, this was red flags galore. And I was on the phone for like a half an hour. 
I'm never going on a date with this girl. But see, in the past, I would have thought I can change it. Or I would have thought, she's pretty. Let's see how this goes. I said, no. Delete the number. What if the marijuana thing was medical? A lot of times with these young ladies, it's not. Okay, okay, but I just wanted to, I do want to say. I'm not saying, I'm not saying that it's not because I have football player friends. I was going to say, I was going to say, it's very common these days to, instead of, for example, instead of getting on antidepressants or uh, anxiety medication, people having like the medical marijuana, like gummies or whatever. So is that a deal breaker for you? It's not a deal breaker for me in if you withhold it from me and keep it, then you've already started off on the wrong foot with me because I don't like that stuff. But what if, if they had put it on their profile? Would you have if you put it on your if you put it on your profile, I mean the way that these women present themselves, I I would tell you, I understand, I I get where you're going. But because gonna, I don't want to. I don't want it to be like if somebody puts. Okay, if somebody if puts, puts it on her profile, I'm probably okay, going to swipe left because okay, they, okay, these women don't look like weed. they medically need it. Okay, check mark. Okay, and then what does that look like? Okay, check mark <laughs> weed. Check mark alcohol. Here's the problem with this. With this very. Vague I don't mind if they drink sometimes. I don't. Mind okay, but see, that's the thing, though. Like, here's the thing. These are vague things. It's like for me. Like, I would be like, well, I don't want to check any of those things because do I drink? Yes, I drink when I go out, which is, by the way, not very often. It's like there's nothing for me to click on for that because it says you either drink often or like sometimes or not at all. But I what's the read option? Is it like, hey, I have anxiety. I like to sleep at night. Or is it like, because <laughs> I need to know. I need to know if these women are being, what if she's a great girl, but she just loves a good gummy at night? Well, and, but see, but then some states it's allowed, you know, I'm yeah, I know in New York it is. And it, and it's made driving all the more, more exciting here in New York, but (laughs) it's, and that was my biggest concern when they legalized marijuana was that just like alcohol, people will get behind a wheel and marijuana lessens your ability to focus. Can you do me a favor though and just have an open mind whether somebody clicked it or not there's reasons they didn't click on that subject because of people saying oh i don't want to you know whatever and it may not be that she's lighting up every day like it may just be like oh she's open to it you know i'll tell you it's it's my experience has been a hundred percent oh yeah i just do weed like that i mean so that's been my experience it hasn't been like uh I think there was one person that was like, hey, I have trouble sleeping, you know, I after having like my two kids. It. I feel like you're relating it to like a uh, like days and confused, though. It's like you're back in like your high school days. I'm relating it, to, I relate it like, to how high the movie. Yeah, right. Right. Like, I feel like maybe like you're remembering like high school or something and you're like, oh, that she must just blaze up all day. And it's like, it's probably not that. But I'm just saying like she could be a great girl, but just. Like a little gummy at night or something, a little THC. This is what I'll tell you. Is it a 100% deal breaker? No. If, but it's, it hasn't, it hasn't been handled well by the people that have spoken to me about it. So my experience with it is not great from my personal life. Now, what I will tell you is a deal breaker. And these girls are almost always hot. If it says atheist or agnostic, left. Because I'm well, not- I, I kind of agree with that too. And I'm not religious. Like I know, I know, like when we've talked about this before, like 
I have beliefs, obviously, but I'm not super religious by any means. Like I don't, we don't go to church on Sundays, you know what I mean? And I'm not saying that's the right thing to do. We probably should. My kids need a little bit of morals and help. Um, in fact, they could probably use you to come over here and tell them how to do the dishes. But, uh, <laughs> you know, like, like, but I agree with you. Like to me, when somebody says that, I'm kind of like, mm, might be lacking a little bit of something somewhere. Yeah. I, let me say this about the THC thing piece of this puzzle. So that kind of was a deal breaker to me too, a long time ago. Like I was kind of like, why do you have to have a substance, right? My husband has his medical, his medical license. And I will tell you, he has like anxiety, like somewhat social anxiety, undiagnosed, but it's definitely there. You know what I mean? I will tell you, it is to the point, like I tell him all the time, we don't like you here unless you smoke at night because he's just more laid back uh, with the family, less tense, because he's very tense, you know, um, you know, bodybuilder, like that kind of guy. So he's just a lot more chill and fun and like calm with us at the house, you know? But I mean, so I guess that's why, I guess I'm speaking from that side of things. Like I used to kind of feel the way you did too, where I kind of like, I couldn't get out of my head that if you clicked smoke weed, then you must be high 24 seven and have no job and suck at life, you know? And that's not what it is. So that's what I'm saying. Make sure you have an open mind somewhat because she could be amazing and like the one. Well, and then here's the thing. So I dated a girl for, I want to say, I want to say like four or five months. And she, she did it because she called herself a spaz and she's like, you know, and I, I want to really address the fact that every woman thinks she has ADHD that I've talked to lately between the ages of 25 <laughs> okay. to 40. Like, yeah. like, stop. You don't have ADHD. I see y'all focus on social media. You you have the ability to get things done. But you just want to be skinnier. <laughs> but the guilty. But guilty. The, so I did date a girl who smoked daily, right? And and this is what I'll tell you, which is another personal piece for me that makes it really hard for me. My allergies are outrageously sensitive to, uh, to weed, to cigarettes, and to the point where, like, if I'm in a room and I, and I smell cigarettes, it will literally go in my nose, down my canal, dry my throat out within minutes. So this girl that I dated, when she smoked weed, if I could smell it, like... If we went to go to bed that night and she, you know, she lit candles, she opened the window, she did all this stuff. If, if we went to bed that night and there was a trace of it, I would wake up with my nose plugged and I'd have like crazy allergies. And so, so I genuinely like the smell of it. I can't, I can't do it. And she would act like it was annoying to her. And I was like, this I said, when, when a lot of people want to pretend like it's a medical condition, like this is a medical thing for me. Like if you put that around me, I will be obstructed. I could get headaches. I can have ear pain. I can have a plugged nose. I can be clearing my throat out like crazy. I don't want to date a woman where it's like, well, I really care about her, but she's, she's telling me like, oh, your weed thing is just a preference. It's like, no, I would like to go to bed and not wake up feeling like I have a sinus infection. Right. I get so, that. You know, so there, I, I, like, there's that side to me where it's like a no, but my experience is that they're just smoking it for whatever pretend disease that they say that they have. 
but I do know that there's actual stuff out there and actual diseases and actual, you know, medical stuff and depression that people use it for. And, and for the people that use it in the right way, I'm not going to knock that to the people that, you know, use it for a pretend made up disease. I think, I think you should be kind of ashamed of yourself because people have real stuff going on and uh, you shouldn't be pretending that you do. And if I hear one more woman between the age of 25 and 40 tell me she has ADHD, I mean, if I took a poll right now, it's about 97%. And, and it's like, girls, stop. You can focus. Everybody has ADHD in America. It's called social media. I mean, that's, we all have the look at the kitty. I mean, that's, yeah. that's where we are right now. But I mean, yeah. do, do, does Andrea have it? Do I have it? When we can, when we can do seven things at once, as our own business people. No, if you can focus, you're going to be okay. Yeah. But, I, still like to, I still like to say that I have it too, but, yeah. <laughs> but I'm married. But, so it's good. <laughs> but the thing is, is if I told my parents growing up, Oh my, I think I have ADHD. They would be, no, you don't. You just don't want to do. I, I, was a kid I used to get doesn't listen attentively on all of my did not matter. I would come home and I'd tell my mom, like, mom, I listened attentively today. Like, I was so proud. You know, I was like seven. But I do think that, like, maybe it was that. So, so I want to tell you how I've gotten better at this, <laughs> at this dating app thing, which I can't genuinely, I want to meet somebody by serendipity. I want to just meet someone. Well, I think everybody does. I think everybody would prefer to go that route. The problem is people are weird. People don't leave their house. No. People don't know where to meet people. Like, it's just like where it, it, But dating apps are so fake. And ladies, please understand this. Please understand this by me. There's two things that I really want you to understand. I'm not taking my, I love the way I look. And I can, and, and there's, there's areas that I'm working on. I want to get better at, but right. I got muscles. I got tone. I feel good. Okay. Okay. I'm not taking my shirt off for all of you strangers. Thousands of people look at me with my shirt off. Okay. Because I have morals and values and I'm not going to do it. And okay. it's not that it's not because I don't like myself. It's because I don't think you deserve that. If you're not my girlfriend, number okay. two, stop using filters and think that I can't tell. I am a media person. It is my job to do social media. I know when your pictures are doctored. So just stop doing it. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't yeah. deal with the women that I think that they pulled one over I can't. <laughs> I can't stop. I can't stop doing it personally, but I think I get what you're saying and the reason why. I'm talking about the dating it. apps, Andrea. They, oh, think, I know. they think that we can't tell. And maybe there's a lot of guys that, you know, just see you. And like I said before, where that ass at, you know, but when I look at these things, I can, I can read through it so easily now that if a woman's first picture is a doctored photo left, I don't even look at the rest of them. So I, I went to a work trip recently and I, I have two friends and we like to like get up early and work out, or like go on a walk or something around whatever city we're in. And like Central Park or Boston, whatever. So anyway, so we got up early. We went. It's a male and a female. And the male, both single. The male is never been married, um, only engaged once and then broke it off. Um, adventure type. And he literally puts it right on his profile. He is not looking for anything serious. He is looking to. And if it develops into something serious, great. Like he's not afraid of commitment. But he's just looking for people to like have fun with, like travel, do great things with, like whatever. And it's not that he doesn't want kids. 
he does. But just at this stage right now, he's hoping to, if he puts that out there, then if he connects with somebody and they start really hitting it off and going on dates and going and traveling together, then maybe it develops into something that great, you know, like there's less pressure on it, right? My other friend, we have been trying to get her on the dating apps because she's been divorced a long time, almost 10 years, I think it is. And two kids, her kids are getting older now. So it's at a place in her life where she didn't date at first, even though her ex-husband did, because she wanted to just make sure the kids were, she was all in, you know, she is the greatest girl. She is pretty. She's like a Susie homemaker. She loves to bake. She's successful in marketing. Like she's just literally, not only would you want her to be your friend, like, it's like, you're looking at these, these people who are wonderful, right? Her, especially in this moment, talk about us. Why can't she find somebody? And she said to me that she, so anyway, we, we put her on the dating apps and there's one called bagels and coffee and where it's like where you just meet for bagels and coffee instead of like putting pressure on it but she yeah. said every that she's actually talked to like on the phone ends up being a complete douchebag like total like just into themselves egotistical all these things and here she is like I, when i tell you she would be america's version of the best wife hands down america's version of of like whatever you picture as what is that? Leave it to Beaver or whatever that show was. Like she is America's best wife in today's age. But Andrea tells she's me not. all the time she's got no single friends. So she's, in Texas. she's not in Florida or New York. She's in Texas. <laughs> she also has two kids and you and older kids now at this point, like 12 and whatever. But either way, you've kind of made it. Clear. You're not you want children. So you don't want to get with somebody at it's at that stage in their life. Well, and, and, and wonderful. And let me get to that, because that's the, that's a really hard thing being 37 is and you can cut and paste your age in here but if you're between your late 20s if you're late 20s forward i mean there's some women on these apps 25 years old they got three kids in the picture i'm like where did you when did how did you but well, they started young and now they're at the place in their life where they're like wait a second like that didn't work out with that person so now i want to like yeah and they didn't know themselves back then either and I, and I think, you know, for me, it's so hard 37 years old because people are like, Hey, you're going to meet women that have kids. Yeah. They're not going to want to have kids. And, and I, and I want to, and I'm not opposed. Okay. In a perfect world, I want to meet, a, I want to meet a, a great girl and I want to have a family that's hundred percent ours. Right. Right. If I meet a great girl and she has kid a kid or kids already i wouldn't cut her out of the opportunity as long as she's open to at least having one with me because my best friend's in that situation she just had one yeah. and, he, and he was very clear that like that's all he's already got two kids from his previous marriage and like but they had a child together and you know and i love that but if a woman yeah. comes to me i have my kids like my uterus is closed go scurry yourself like it's over right. you know I, Okay, like I don't, I don't really have a conversation after that right. with with people because there's nothing else for me to say. Like I've wanted to be a dad my whole life. I've envisioned it since I was like 15 years old that when I was older I would have kids, and you know the thought of being a dad to me is a beautiful, beautiful thing. And it's a, you know, as some dads and some moms in today's world obviously have proven that they don't care about their children because. You see how these children have grown up and what they've become. So there's people that have kids that don't want them. And then there's people like me that 
want kids and don't have them. And so for a woman to come to me and say, you got to accept these kids, <laughs> but I'm not even trying with you. I'm like, hey, that's not really fair. And granted, you can want what you want and I can want what I want, but I've waited 37 years in my life to find the right person. And, you know, I want to have kids. And so I have to really look at that. But now on the dating apps, you have to choose like, what type of a relationship do you want? Long-term, open to short. I don't like writing long-term, but that's what I want. But then I don't want somebody to think I want to get married tomorrow. And then I'm like crazy and I'm going to like meet you and I love you in a month. But that there's only one option. And then it says, after you choose long-term relationship, it says polygamy or monogamy. And I was like, how does this even make sense? I don't know. And when you're answering these questions now. You I, I thought, I, isn't polygamy against the law? In everywhere but Utah. I mean, so why would that even be an option? Because there is no law anymore. It's 2023 in America. They should just, I know, but they should just write, are you a cheater? Right, but and, but this- Check yes or no. But, and, and then I saw this for the first, and I don't know why it's a horseshoe, but on, on one of the dating apps, your sexual orientation is a horseshoe and you write next to the horseshoe and I write straight. And I mm -hmm. thought it was like straight, gay, bi. Mm -hmm. Now there's a new one. It's called Fluid. It's fluid. called, I have yeah. no idea what I am. Fluid is like, fluid is like, I only know because I've watched TV. I have too much TV. Um, I only know that term because I watch a lot of TV. Um, fluid is where like, you're open to it. Like, you're not really sure if you're bi, you're not really sure if you're one way or the other, but you're fluid. Like you're willing to do the threesome. You're willing to do that thing. That is what I think fluid is. Don't be on a dating app then. I mean, it's like, you know, I mean, to have a woman, the one that I just talked to recently, to have one conversation and have her tell me, I don't even know what sexuality I am. I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, well, on your profile, you're straight. On your profile, you don't have children. On your profile, like, you seemed like the type of person I'd be interested in. Now that I'm on the phone with you, I've realized that you've wasted my time talking with me and conversing with me on the profile, which is why I tell women right off the bat, if we're texting for a couple of days, I'm like, yo, let's get on the phone because I don't want to waste my time. I get, I want to get on the phone, talk to you, hear your voice, hear my voice and let it out because these women and bless them for this. I am so thankful to these women for this. So many women in the last year get on the phone with me and they let out all their dirty laundry and all their psychopath. Like, oh, I hate this and I hate that. You better not do this. And I hate men that do this. And my ex-boyfriend, blah, blah, blah. And I'm sitting on the phone going, oh, my God, this woman's getting me a, giving me a year of crazy in 45 minutes. And I hang that phone up and I'm like, thank God I talked to her two weeks in and not three months in when I'm like having this great pen pal back and forth with her. And then I meet her and I'm like, oh my God, she's nothing that I thought she was. I think too, like a lot of these people that are like crazy per se, I think that they just are so used to shitty relationships that like they don't know what a healthy one is in the first place. So, you know, actually, actually, I thought about this earlier, going back to when you said like women saying, like, oh, I like the bad boy, I like the bad boy, whatever. It's because they probably never had a healthy relationship. They don't know what healthy is. So that comes off as boring, not as exciting, all these things, because they don't know what healthy is. And when the reality is healthy relationships are not supposed to be extreme highs and extreme lows. You know what I mean? But I think that, unfortunately, I think, and again, that goes back to like the societal stuff of this, that, you know, 
the men have all the power in the sense of, you know, choosing you. So you're willing to do whatever it takes to get them to choose you because that's all you care about is being chosen. It's like, there's all, all it ends up being is a bunch of corrupt human beings trying to find someone who's a little less corrupt to be yeah. with. It's like a needle in a haystack. And that's why when my buddy said, when he said, you're not attracting crazy, you're on an app where corrupt people are trying to find someone less corrupt than their last boyfriend. Correct. And it's like, and so crazy, crazy's rampant. Now, and people say, well, what dating app? I mean, I can honestly tell you, I've tried a bunch of different ones. Okay, give this one a shot. Give this one a shot. Give this one a shot. I have met somebody who to the average person, you know, to people with like common sense and morals and values have gone, what the hell did she say to you? And on the first date, really? So like, I mean, like, I, and, and, and my thank God for like my friends that are not yes people, because they tell me when I'm wrong and they tell me when I'm right. But I'll call them up and go, I feel like I'm in the matrix. Like, I honestly go on these dates and I feel like I got to be plugged into some machine somewhere because there's no way in hell this is happening. And if I call them up and I say that, like, and and, that, and they're kind of like my shock back to life, because when you're around these women, they're like, oh, no, everybody thinks like this. I mean, I had. We can get into this. And it's funny because the last girl I talked to, she said, I want you to do a show about this. And I said, if I do a show about this, it's going to be ridiculously funny. On two mics, no filter, but it's going to be like wildly inappropriate. So I'm just going to paint a little picture into this. And I know that people can apparently in today's world. I don't know. But when the minority speaks up like the majority and the majority doesn't say anything, then you think the minority is a majority. Right. This girl, this girl said to me. And I don't know. And I don't know. I've learned my lesson when you're on a conversation with a girl, a first time talking or even if you joke around, whatever keep sex out of it. It's the first time you're talking to somebody, you don't talk about sex. So this girl, I'm just kind of playing it back. Mm -hmm. I'm on the phone. I'm just listening, taking it in. She starts going about sex. She says to me, there's no way around this. She says to me, she goes, she's like butt plugs, vibrators. And when you say butt plug, I picture taking a binky from a child and putting it back there. And she, and I said to her, I go, I'm not down with any of that stuff. Just so you know, I'm a firm believer that like, I should be able to please my woman. She should be able to please me without all the transformers in the bedroom. And she said to me, you are cornering yourself out of a major market of women if you don't want sex toys in your relationship, you're going to lose out on so many women. And in the famous words of my mother, she goes, then lose out. But this girl was telling me, like, we are the majority and like, you need to listen to us. And I was like, I've never experienced this outside of one or two people that I dated. But now they're like, hey, Dan, you know, you're, you might be having trouble in dating because you don't want to have. 17 different devices helping you please your woman. And I'm, I'm just not down with that. And she's like, well, don't you want your girl to be happy? And I was like, I, I don't, I don't feel like you need to guilt me into it. Like I'm never going to do it. I'm just right. not. Right. I think that's kind of a new age thing for sure. I think that um, I'm going to watch the sex and city season two. And I have a feeling that's going to give me a lot of great topics for this show. However, um, Is I do sex in the city. Yeah. Yeah. It came Did back last year. The remake. No? 
came back last year and then it's on HBO and then um the season two I think just started the 22nd is it the so, same people or no it is um I am heavily interested in whether Carrie and Aiden get back together but that's another day story for another day um well, especially when we talk about exes but um I think that that's a new age thing I have some friends that are kind of into that kind of stuff like but I also think that I mean I think that that's probably the type of thing in my opinion that's the type of thing like if you've been married a really long time and like I don't know one of you are bored or something like maybe that makes sense but I don't think that dating wise that makes a lot of sense if to, in my opinion if you're having to like look for outside stuff when you're first dating you should be kind of like in the honeymoon phase I feel like so that's I don't think I I don't think she's the majority I do not think that's true mm -hmm. however I also don't think it's spoken about enough to know if it's really the majority. I don't think it's spoken about enough because regardless, I will say this women who are openly are open about their sexuality or open about wanting to be sexual. They are demonized to an extent. Um, there's a part of America that looks at women like really powerful that are open about that kind of stuff. And there's a part that very much demonizes. So I think that there's a, definitely a gray area of who's really doing what and speaking on it. Yeah. Um, that's not common in my, in my life. <laughs> this is not, I cannot say I side with her. However, I don't, I mean, I do have some friends that are into that kind of stuff. I just don't, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I can't comment on something I don't know about, I guess, is my right. thoughts. And and I just, it's just, it's weird because it's like through the dating app, like the last three. Do women. I think that, okay, wait, do I think that she's right about one thing? If you were to say that anybody who's like sexually exploratory, right, is yeah. like not interesting to you, then it doesn't mean they're it's bad. It just means that like they're a little bit more open sexually like they you know maybe some women are very modest like you know maybe she's more comfortable in general being naked like you know what i mean like i think yeah. she's right to an extent that if if you are i i don't want to say judgy but kind of judgy in the sense of like not even like seeing what they're about not in the moment just conversating about it um then maybe you are ruling out some women who aren't that weird like they're not into the weird stuff you know what i mean yeah. but oh, no these women are like i want the weird stuff and yeah. so i said something Which, honestly awful. probably they have some some issues if in, i don't want i don't let me back up i don't want anybody to come for me i don't want to get canceled for that i'm just saying typically women i know women that have had like weird sexual fetishes and stuff and so typically they have <laughs> yeah yeah typically they've had some sort of issue whether it be some sort of issue i would say yeah. childhood trauma or something well this one i tell these people is I'm like gonna get, so, i'm gonna get attacked for these no, things you're now. not gonna get attacked for saying get attacked. That, that, that women that need 17 transformers in the room you know that i mean you know i said something off the wall to this girl to this last girl i said something totally off the wall because I thought to myself, like, if she says yes to this, this is a hard pass. And I said to her, I said, okay, so let's say you and I are getting involved sexually and we're in the act of it. And I said, I don't need one place to put something. I need two. So I buy a plastic one 
and I'm touching the plastic one while I'm with you. And she goes, if that's what you want, that's great. And I was like, I was wildly kidding. And so, so I was like, I need to get, and then, and then this is what I said. I said, my buddy has a joke. I go, okay. So if I say that I need more than one thing to get there, then what if I turn around and go, Hey, I don't want a toy. I want your sister. Bring your sister. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, don't I have the right to say that? Because you said anything goes. So if anything goes, I want the bartender from the restaurant we go to right. and you, but I don't know. I guess, I guess you can call me Humphrey Bogart, Cary Grant. I guess you can call me old fashioned because I think that a man and a woman in a monogamous relationship should be able to please each other with just what God gave them. I guess that's, I guess I'm an old fashioned guy. No, I mean, I, I, I tend to agree with this subject. Um, I think that women in, <laughs> I, and I think it started with 25 years ago with sex in the city in the first place. But I do think that women sometimes uh, over exaggerate their, their uh, sexual things that they like to do or want to do or willing to do because they think some men that's what they want to hear or that will turn a guy on. So I, I think sometimes people are like overcompensating for it. Like I have friends that in the past, not friends, acquaintances, I should say, but I, I do know women in the past, like it was like, they act like they love sex so much. And it's like, I don't, I don't know that many women also that really do love it that much. Yeah. So I always feel like some, usually that's overcompensating for like trying to look like you're like some freaky girl or something so that a guy likes you. Yeah. And the, and the thing is, is like, if a woman is adventurous and she says, Hey, if you're my partner, you know, I don't want to be ashamed to say that I love it and I love the right. act of it. And I'm, and of course, it's only going to be with you. It's not like right. an addict to it, but I love it and I'm adventurous. Then uh, that's attractive to me. But right. when you say I love it, I'm adventurous plus other things that I could buy at the How store with batteries, I'm out. <laughs> What'd you say? How adventurous are you? Yeah, so my, and then when they say to you, they're like, well, then you're not really adventurous. I'm very adventurous. I just don't. Like, are you adventurous like on balconies or are you adventurous like you want other people in there? Like, I need right. to know what's the clarification yeah. there. Like my thing, my thing is, yeah, I'm like, I'm like hanging out of a ladder of a helicopter. Let's do it. That's yeah, fine. Right. But I'm not. Right, that's your adventure. <laughs> that's my adventure. And I think that that's plenty adventurous. I think that I that's enough adventure. I yeah. don't need any type of I mean that's risky. You know, so I get it. You know, but but plug this in and unplug that and you know, I'm good, you know. And and, and I tell you, if I come home from being in Jacksonville and I walk in the door and and she didn't answer the phone when I called her to tell her I was on my way home and I come upstairs and in the bedroom and I hear vroom, vroom, that better be your phone on vibrate. That's all I'm right. saying. <laughs> right, 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 right. So, just don't settle people. Please just don't settle. And if somebody really throws a red flag up for you, you're a lot. We joke about things here on the show, but you could have a preference that you like a butt plug and that's that you'll find your mate. But, you know, I mean, my thing is you should it, have an unsafe word like, you know, like your safe word, like you should have an unsafe word. Like for, if somebody says butt plug, that's your unsafe word. And that's how, you know, right then in there. This is I think they'll know by like the rubber that I leave in their kitchen when I run that fast. I mean, right, like, right. but I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I, there's somebody ever, out there for all been, And I know we got to wrap this up, but have you ever had a matchmaker, like a professional matchmaker? No, because I feel like that thing is just weird to me. 
like do- you know that thing that came out a few years ago it's called let's do just lunch it's called just lunch no i would run a game show as the host and i would do a matchmaking show but i would do it as the host do you remember the show many years ago like early 2000s called um change of heart i still I- love that show Maybe and it was like couples would go on and they would have a change of heart, maybe, or they decide to stay back together. Loved that show. Anyway, long story short, maybe a professional matchmaker could find you somebody really good, though. Yeah, I mean, who knows? But get you I, off the app. yeah, the but the app dating is is such a wild. It's just a it's just a it's just a show. That's an adventure in itself. Yeah, <laughs> I think the dating apps is what makes a lot of people lose faith in humanity. And it's, men and, and it's men and women, because a lot of women have even put on their profiles, like, my goal is to get off of this, uh, prove to me that this isn't like the worst thing ever. So, yeah. I mean, I feel it on the men's side, and, and I know the women feel it too. So uh, the one thing that I will never feel, though, is that backside stuff. So, but, but I appreciate, no. appreciate your questions that came in. Hopefully we helped you laugh a little bit. And think a little bit and and realize that if there are red flags on the lawn in the first conversation, the first month, uh, please understand that you will only have more as time goes by. Red flags are like dandelions. Yeah. You have one and then you have 300. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good quote. I think I'm, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to keep that one. That needs Great to be a, a clip for the show is, uh, Red flags are, are like dandelions. If you have one in your backyard, when you wake up tomorrow, there might be 300. So never, never saw one red flag that didn't monopolize into 300. Never. Never. So with that being said, for Andrew Smith, myself, Dan Tortora, a.k.a. DT, we appreciate you being here. Two Mics No Filter, Facebook at Two Mics No Filter, Instagram at Two Mics No Filter, on your podcasting platforms. Many of them just go and search Two mics, no filter on the Podbeans and the iHearts and the and the uh, Spotify's and TuneIn's and whatnots of the world. Boomplay, Podchaser, and of course uh, on YouTube.com/backslash at Two Mics No Filter, which is the place where you get to see our facial expressions. With that being said, we hope you have a wonderful day and may your dating. What what I want to say? I'm going to I'm going to use a Hunger Games from this. May dating from here on out be ever in your favor. Yeah. Mm-hmm.